Welcome to this week's class from Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Kisisa. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parsha Sisa, and that year was the the uh, the sixteenth uh, day of the month of Adar in the year Tafshin <coughs> Memhei thirty nine years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, Kisisa es roish b'nei Yisrael. When you elevate the head of the Jewish people, l'fkudehem, the counting of them, b'fkudehsom, it says again when you'll count them, and v'loyibem negev, there won't be a plague, b'fkudehsom when you count them. So three times it mentions um, uh, the, the, the <coughs> word of kida for counting. Rebbe says we have to understand what is it. What, what is the idea? What it says when you say you elevate the head when you count them. In other words, that what does it mean? You elevating the head? That you mean it's not just physically. I mean, the idea is you're, you're spiritually ele- elevating the head. So that elevation. On the other hand, tikudehem is an, an expression of a downgrade. And the question is, what's the connection with kisisas roish? Elevating the, the head to uh, which actually is, is, is a negative connotation. That's question number two. Also, we have to understand, based on what's explained in the Zohar, that this that it says, whoever's going to pass on the Pekudim, everyone's going to pass through to be counted. So, what does that mean? So, the Zohar says, whoever's going to be passed is going to, um, uh, uh, I'll say it in Hebrew, man the Avril of Pekudi Daraisa, those that rebelled and um, did not do a, com- a, a a biblical commandment so in other words so kudahem is not just it's a, it's like on a downgrade level it's a sin like it literally means in other words whoever is going through that unfortunate sin and uh, and it says obviously three times before that the, the expression of kudahem so if that's the case what's the connection <laughs> Connection between elevating the head with the idea of a sin. So this question is obviously much stronger. Also, there we have to understand the fact is that um, those that sinned against a, 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 um, a Torah decree, what is it referring to? What, what, what did the, what, what was? Where did they sin? It's talking about the sin of the golden calf, because the fact is that the, the Torah portion about the giving the shkalim, giving the uh, atonement, it, it comes after the sin in the golden calf. Now, those that sinned in the golden calf were only 3,000 people, and even them, they weren't um, from the Jewish people, they were called from the mixed multitude, the Erev Rav. Like it says clearly in the verse, Shiches Amcha, and your, that your nation has, has, has sinned, and Rashi says, what is Amcha referring to? It's referring to the Erev Rav. So this adds to so the question before, what's the connection here with elevating the head of all the Jewish people to the sin of the golden calf, which is only the Erev Rav? Also, we have to understand, what does it mean to elevate someone's head spiritually? What does it mean you're elevating their head? <clears throat> and especially, and especially, that on, on, a, on a physical level, um, today we do not have the opportunity to bring the half, half a shekel. And knows how much more so we don't have the opportunity to bring the half al shekel that was that the the that the uh, the uh, adonim, which basically is the sockets that were used in the temple. And knows today we, that doesn't apply to us. We don't we don't have we don't have a tabernacle. But even the half a shekel that was used to bring the sacrifice to the community, so that that only applies when you have the base of Mikdash, when you have the temple. Today we don't have the temple. 
And since we know the Torah is everlasting, so obviously you must say that this idea has a, a powerful lesson, a practical lesson to us today. Also, since the mitzvah of giving the half a shekel is actually in the Rambam writes it as one of the mitzvot, and, and so knows we, we so it's a mitzvah that's, that's, that that applies for generations. So obviously, the 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 everlasting component of it is very very strong. So the question is, what is the spiritual idea of the half a shekel? Rebbe says, in order to understand this, he'd like to give an introduction based on a verse in the prophets that says as follows. Smoili takasaroishi, that means the left hand is under the head, the amini and the right hand takapkeni hugs me. You know, what is it referring to? It's referring to the, the Jewish people telling Hashem that your left hand is under our head and the right hugs us. That's the verse in the prophets. So we know, so we know it's brought down at any time. There's a gift, there's energy. In Hebrew, it's called a hamshacha, melamayla. There's a gift from above. What causes that to happen? It comes by, and I'll say in Hebrew, avoid this Adam. When we do our work here, so then Hashem gives us obviously a huge gift. But we, it comes in response to what we do here. And like the, the Kabbalistic expression is, isarus tato isarus That means when we do our work, that causes Hashem to give us the gift uh, from above. And more than that, that what happens is when we do our spiritual work, when we do our hishtadlut, when we do our isuslotata, so then we, re- then we get a gift, not the gift that we can reach. It's a gift that's much greater. And like it's explained elsewhere, that when a person does their hishtadlut, their avoida, their work, their isuslotata, their part, and then you get the Yisrusalite, the gift from Hashem. So it, it comes in a place of a tar shlim, has to be a complete place. In other words, and over there comes in this complete place, after you do the work, you make yourself a vessel, you reach a level that you cannot reach there. And that comes as a gift from Hashem. So in other words, so generally speaking, to recap, any time we do an avoido, we do a we get a tremendous gift from above that we cannot reach our own. So what do we see from here? That in order that, that we should be, the, like the verse we just quoted before from the prophets, that smoili tachas arashi, that Hashem has his left hand under our head and his right hand hugs us. So obviously we need to do our avoida. We have to do our work on this level of smoil left, and right, and that causes Hashem to give us his, his, his left and his right. What, so what, what, what does that mean practically? Where, where do we have the avoida, the spiritual work of the left and the spiritual work of the right? So Rebbe explains that the, uh, the spiritual work of smoily, the left under my head, uh, what is that referring to? It's referring to observing the two, the, the, um, the negative precepts. The 365 negative precepts. And what does it mean the right hand hugs me? What is that our part? That's when we do our, our positive commandments. The 248 positive commandments. Why is that? Because the uh, spiritual work of, of not transgressing the negative precepts, that's so to speak on the, on the left side. It's on the negative side. You're not doing. And therefore, what do you, what's, what do you get back in return for that? And slowly, the left hand of Hashem comes underneath the head. And the other hand, we do the, the, the positive commandments. That's right. That's, 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 that's positive. And through that, we receive Yamini, the right hand of Hashem, that Hashem that hugs us. So in other words, what the Rebbe is saying is like this. Um, before we go forward, that 
basically, of anything we do, it creates a gift from Hashem, and obviously much greater. So therefore, what's the practicality? When we do the negative precept, it brings in the smoily taxeroishi, the left that, that, that holds our head, and then we do the positive, that brings what? The right that hugs us. Now, besides the idea of left and right, like we just discussed, which is the negative precepts and the positive, positive precepts, there's also another idea. I'd like to explain at length in the, in the classical works in Torah Ur in our parsha and the other Hasidic discourse as well, that what is the right and the left referring to? It's referring to prayer and learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Why is that? Because first we're going to talk about the idea of prayer. What's prayer? Prayer is, is connected to, is, brings down the smiley, the left, which is on their head. Why? Because prayer is on the left side. What does that mean on the left side? It's basically elevating the, the materialistic world on high. Like we see it says clearly in, 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 in the Torah, reference to Yaakov praying. So it says, There's a ladder that was laying on the ground. The top reaches the heaven. And we know that the, the ladder is referring to the ladder of prayer. And as, as we know that prayer is also established in place of the sacrifice that they brought in the temple. And also, so the source is the, is the sacrifices. We pray um, since we don't have the sacrifices, and the sacrifices are also elevating the materialistic world on high. And like it's brought down in different works of Musr and different works of Kabbalah, that the reason why the that the sacrifices were made from all the four different elements of doimim, inanimate, tzimeach, things that grow, chai, things that are alive, are alive and medaber, and the, the human being, in other words, how do you have all four? So the medaber is the person that brings a sacrifice. Um, the the, um, the chai are the, sac- are, are the sacrifices, and the tzimeach is different libations, and the doimim is a salt. And like we know clearly, it says, and all the sacrifices, you have to bring salt. Now, why do we have from all four? Because in order to elevate the doimim, tzimeach, chai, and medaber from all levels, from this world, we're trying to elevate the whole world on high. And that's why, the, another reason why we find the sacrifices are brought outside, they're brought from outside the Beit HaMikdash, and even from outside Jerusalem, and even possibly outside Israel. Why is that? Because the whole idea is to elevate Outside Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and literally elevate, elevate the whole, uh, the whole world. And that's why the ultimate completion of prayer is that when we pray, it should be, it should be consistent. And like it says in the Talmud, clearly, we hope that we should be able to pray all day. In other words, just like the sacrifices, it says, that's the always an eternal flame burning on the temple. In other words, what does that mean? That this spiritual work of transforming the world, um, um, because the purpose is to bring down smiley tachas l'roishi, the left hand of Hashem, under our head. So that, so to speak, the left side. The left side is prayer. What is the right in our in our service of Hashem? It's referring to learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Because when you learn Torah and you do mitzvahs, you're drawing godly light into this world, and that's facing the right. And that's also the, the, the hug. Um, the hug is referring to what's this God's hug? It's, but when we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, like the author writes clearly in Tanya, that what's the whole idea of learning Torah? It's like when you learn Torah, you're literally like hugging the king. 
And therefore, since when you learn Torah and you do mitzvahs, you're drawing down godliness and you're hugging Hashem, that causes Hashem to go ahead and hug us. So again, so first we had the 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 the, the, the left and the right was the negative precepts and the positive precepts. But now he's expanding it that the left is referring to prayer and the right is Torah and mitzvahs. And that's what, now on the center is why it says first, smiley takasarage, first the left underneath the head, and afterwards the right hand hugs me, because that's the way it's spiritually. Because what comes first, of comes first is prayer, which is a smile, which is left before you can learn Torah. And like we know, the famous uh, teaching in the Talmud about the, the prayer of Abba bin Yaman, and what did he say? That the prayer should be close to my bed. I mean, as soon as you get up, the first thing you do is pray, and then you learn Torah. I mean, first you have to have the prayer, and then you have to have the Torah, so the prayer, so to speak, is close to your bed. And we also know that sometimes we have people that learn Torah before prayer. So that's only to prepare you so that the prayer should be good. But the goal is, what has to be first? Prayer. So you need to prime the prayer. That's why sometimes we learn chassid. That's why we learn chassidus before. But specifically after we go ahead and we pray, then we come to the spiritual work of learning Torah and doing the mitzvot, like it says, you go from the from the Beit HaKnesset where you, where you pray, to the Beit HaMedrash where you learn. Uh, and like, for example, before you make, you get an aliyah to the Torah, you make a blessing first. You make the blessing first. Why? Because the prayer comes before the Torah. And since how do, how do we operate? And as we pray first, and then we learn Torah, so therefore the gift we get from Hashem is smiley is the left, which is, which is brought on by prayer, and then you mean which is brought on through Torah. Now, this avoided, this spiritual work that causes to come down smoily sorry, the left hand of Hashem, which is under our head, and the right hand that hugs us, which is again the left and the right, which we learned before is the initially is the negative precepts and the positive precepts, and then we added on. It also applies to prayer and Torah mitzvahs. What is the purpose? The purpose is that a person should be healthy. What does that mean? The, the body should be healthy. The head should be healthy. In other words, not only the body, which in general, in the body you have the right and the left, but even is, even the head, which is not a right and left, but the goal of, the goal of all this is that our body should be healthy, the right and the left, and our, our head should be healthy. And, and generally speaking, what is that referring to? It's referring to the idea of learning Torah. And like we know that Torah has both components. On one hand, is Torah in Torah itself, you have the two hundred and forty-eight positive commandments, and um, which corresponds to the limbs in our body. And on the other hand, you have you have you have the idea of the roish, the head, which is higher than the right and left. In other words, that the ultimate learning of Torah is that that where Torah is. Um, uh, is, is, is higher than the, so to speak, the right and the left, but, and, and it's a much higher level. So you have both components. Torah has, where it has the right and the left, it has the commandments, and you have the component of Torah, which is much higher. Now, but in order to elevate the head to, to the next level, how do we do that? How do we come to the next level? The way we come to the next level is what? Through the avoid of tshuva, by returning to Hashem. As we know, when you return to Hashem, it's off the charts, no limits. And like the author explains in Tanya, the reason that when a person returns to Hashem and a person does tshuva, you can take something that it was that you did wrong, and you can turn, transform to something actually good, because the truth, because tshuva, when a person returns to Hashem, it comes from where it comes from the depth of your heart, with tremendous love 
and desire and a soul yearning to cleave to Hashem. And when a person is on such a level and the person is yearning to, to, uh, to, to, to be with Hashem, like, like you're like in a, a, a place where it's a desert and you have nothing to drink and you just want to have that water, that's the idea of tshuva. And when a person returns to Hashem with tremendous love, then what happens is you, you, something you did wrong can actually become positive. Why? Because you actually reach the place of tremendous love for Hashem. So what do we see from here? That tshuva has the power, no limits. It means something that was wrong before becomes something positive. And therefore tshuva has the power to elevate the head higher than both levels, even higher and higher. So based on this, Rebbe explains, that's why it says, Kisisas Rosh. B'nai Yisrael. You have to elevate the head. Now what did we learn before? Is something which is negative. And up to the point that we learned, it's actually it's, it's a transgression. And we even said it's a transgression. That means you transgressed against a biblical commandment. So what does that mean? You're elevating the head because of something negative. And you're saying something very powerful. Because the, the, what, what, what creates the, the, the negative and the sin, the whole reason... Very powerful. The whole reason why somebody did something wrong and something negative and so on sin is so that the person will do tshuva. Because when a person does tshuva, then you can elevate the head even higher to a place which is without limits. In other words, because the fact is like this. The Jewish people are, have no connection with sin. Our connection is doing what Hashem wants, the 248 positive commandments, the, the staying away from the negative commandments, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs. We have no room, we have no way to, to it's not in our cards really to sin. And the Torah quotes from the Zohar, the Zohar says, nefesh ki sechta, a, a, a soul that sins. So the Zohar says, to ha, it's, it's a question, is it possible for a soul to sin? Now, but this, that there is unfortunately things that we do that are not appropriate on a, on a refined level. Or sometimes, unfortunately, we something, do something which is physically wrong. What, so why does it happen? The intent is that but after we do something wrong, whether it was by accident, whatever reason caused it to happen, the goal is that we should reach to a place of truth where we return to Hashem, Hashem, oh my gosh, I love you. It was terrible what he did. And then when we do that, we reach a very, very high level of Kisisa Shroish, we actually elevate the head. So from here we see the powerful idea that on, on practical level, that even if a person, God forbid, is in a very, very low place, so it, besides the fact that the whole reason why the soul came down to the body, that in itself is a, ter- is, is, is a der- grand for the soul. The soul wants to be with Hashem. It came down here. And now yet, even more when a person unfortunately rebels against Hashem, doesn't do something he's supposed to do according to the Torah, but we have to know, and this is so powerful and so important and so empowering, that the intent of the whole downgrade of the soul coming down to this world, or unfortunately sinning, is so that we should be able to do tshuva, which is basically elevating the head, powerful idea. So from here we see, what does that mean, practically, in our service of Hashem, there's two opposites, two, two extremes. On one hand, even somebody is in a very, very high level, it means he works, serves Hashem on the right side, and the left side, the positive and the negative, the prayer, the Torah, the, he does everything. And even, it means he reaches a level that he's reaching, of smiley he's reaching the highest levels. But you have to know, there's still a higher level. What's the higher level? Kisisa Shreish, as high as you go, you can still go a little more. That's on one, one side. On the other side, even somebody unfortunate that, that, that fell through a little bit, 
And it's not doing it's supposed to. A person has to know that the only reason why you're there is not because you're a loser, not because you're a bad person. Because the, re the reason why you messed up a little bit is so that you'll have now the power and the opportunity to do tshuva, to return to Hashem. And you return to Hashem, you'll be able to reach a very, very powerful place of Kisisos Royce. So based on this, Rebbe explains that why we find that when it says, Kala Oivar Al-Pakudim, those that are passing through the Pakudim, there's two opposite uh, translations of passing over the Pakudim. One is, like we learned before from the Zohar, was, I mean, you literally transgressed on the commandments of Hashem. And the second translation is, what does it mean, Oivar Al-Pakudim? It's referring to one that passed over um, on, the, on the water. What water? Pass through, uh, pass through, um, uh, the Kriyas Yamsav, the splitting of the sea. So it's two opposites. One hand you're saying because it's someone that sinned. And one hand you're saying it's what? Someone that crossed the sea. Because the fact that Zerubber explains, because the, 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 what's lacking and the sin uh, on the first insight, if someone that rebels against Hashem doesn't do what Hashem says in the Torah, it's only because of Tshuva. It's only to repent. So that you'll have the level of Kisisa Shroish. And that's the whole idea of splitting the sea. Like, 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 like it says clearly in, in, uh, that when, 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 uh, uh, even a maidservant saw on the sea, she saw what the biggest prophet, Chesko and Buzi, uh, uh, didn't, uh, saw. And else, what do we see? did not see. What do we see? That when splitting of the sea is higher than the than the chariot of, of Zcharia, and even higher than the chariot of Yecheskel, which means it's what? It's, it's, it's off the charts. And that's the whole idea why the, the, the splitting of the sea was the end and the completion of going out of Egypt. And it's because you ultimately reach the highest level. And the same thing also is going to happen when Mashiach comes. Like it says clearly in the prophets, just like in the days of Egypt, we're going to see tremendous miracles when Mashiach comes. And like it says in the prophets, Hashem is going to go ahead and split the waters of Egypt, of Egypt, and he's going to put his hand on 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 on, on the stream, and he's going to separate into, into seven streams. So what do we see? That so it's it, it, it was the what's going to be in the future, is just like when when we went out of Egypt. However, the splitting of the sea, what it's going to be like in the future when Mashiach comes, is even going to be much greater than when we went out of Egypt. Because if that's the case, what's the what's the revolutionary of, the, of when Mashiach comes? And on the contrary, we're going to have tremendous miracles, which are going to be. <clears throat> even on, even on the on the level of, of going out of Egypt, like it says, but even much greater. And like it says clearly, Torah Chadashah Meititetze is going to be a brand new Torah. When is that going to happen? Begula Hamitis Vashlema with the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption, and it's going to happen Bimheira Viamenu Mamash very very soon and in our days literally. So again, here we have a beautiful, beautiful, powerful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe with a very powerful ideas. Obviously, I think the, the main idea that ever teaches us is that when someone sins, remember the reason why you sin is that you can do tshuva and, and you can actually have the greatest elevation. Knowing that is so empowering that because we all are human, we all have slips here and there, we have to remember the whole purpose of the slip is to elevate ourselves to even a much greater level like ever finishes off and says well, God willing will have the ultimate highest level just like we had the Kriyas Yamsuf and we're going to have the Gula Mitzvah Shlema and next class will be in Yerushalayim Erekoidish. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov. Okay, I'll do myself.